Got a love story to share with you today. Love that came down at Christmas. It could be a modern-day reality show. It could be a soap opera. But it comes from the Old Testament prophet of Hosea. And I'm going to share with you the story of prophet Hosea to share with you our faithfulness of our God who loves us so much. Because it's not an old story from way back when. It applies exactly to our lives today. This happened about 800 years approximately before Jesus was born. At that time, Israel was divided into a northern and southern kingdom. And and it was basically... uh, a time where God's people had wandered. They decided to allow worldly distractions to get their attention. Uh, They were sinful, they wandered, they were wayward. They were focusing on personal pleasure and personal gain, and they intentionally separated themselves from God. And that came out in the way they worshipped. They chose to worship pagan idols. Mainly we read in the Old Testament a lot about the, the, the idol of Baal, the little g-god, Baal. They worshipped Baal. They involved themselves in worship, including temple prostitution. And their sacrifice involved human sacrifice. You see how far away from God they allowed themselves to wander. God sent Hosea the prophet to talk to them, to teach them, to, sh- to try to get them back on track. And he was God's image bearer to speak and to lead. But you see, God also asked him to do something really, really uh, profound in that his life was to tell the story, it's a parallel story, of the Israelite people. This is what God called Hosea to do. And I start with Hosea chapter 1, verse 2. Go, Hosea, take to yourself an adulterous wife and children of unfaithfulness, because the land is guilty of the vilest adultery in departing to the Lord. Go take yourself a prostitute. I want you, Hosea said to this woman named Gomer, I want you to be my beloved. And I want to be your beloved. I want you to come away from all that you've just given yourself to. And I want to love you. I want to be your life partner, and I want you to be my life partner. So they married, and they had children. The first child was a son named Jezreel. And in translation, that means I will judge. It was a name that God had given them because God said, I I am a loving God, but I also need to judge you because you have gotten so far away from me. And then Gomer gave herself up in adulterous relationships. She didn't stay faithful to Hosea. And she had a daughter named Lo Rohama 
And that means not loved, not loved at all, because she just gave herself up to whomever and whatever. And in yet another of many other adulterous relationships, she became pregnant again, had a third child named Lo-Ami, and that means not my people. Now that's hard for us to hear because God is our loving God. But God was saying, you have wandered so far away from me. I have shown you the way. And instead, you're choosing to do things your way. You're choosing to go to all those little g-gods to make your life whatever you want it to be. And that's not my highest good for you. That's not what I want for you. Gomer became very unhappy. She felt that in our modern day vernacular that the grass would be a lot greener on the other side of the fence. So she said this in Hosea 2 verse 5, I'm going to go after my own lovers who will give me food, who will give me water, my wool, my linen, my oil, and my drink. Now I need you to understand the symbolism of that. For you see... (laughs) Gomer was saying, I'm going to go to these other lovers. They've promised me an exciting life. They've promised me everything I've ever wanted. I'm going to go and do and get what I want. The food and water meant all of her daily needs plus some were going to be met. The wool and linen meant her wardrobe and appearance, but also all of those things that that we women need to feel romanced and beautiful and to feel connected to another. And then that oil and drink means that, that she was going to get pleasure, the delight of life, all of those things that emotionally and spiritually brought her fulfillment, brought her joy, um, met the deepest longings in her soul. That's what she was after. But you see, she didn't realize that she had all of that with her husband, Hosea. The people of Israel didn't realize that they had all that they needed from their God, their heavenly father. So she went off. She did her own thing. She gave herself away over and over again. She had a fling with this one particular lover. And it wasn't long until that lover threw her out. He was tired of her. And then you know where she was. She became even more used goods. And I'm sure at that point, Hosea was wondering, where is my beloved? Can you imagine how his heart would be breaking? That she went off and did her own thing and left him? Could you imagine, I've heard it, um, Louis Louis Giglio, uh, the pastor at Passion City Church in Atlanta, said it this way. It probably happened that a friend of his had been traveling and in some little town along the way saw Gomer. Could it be that Gomer ended up on the auction block? She did. 
because she had absolutely nothing left. The lover had thrown her out. She had no income. She had no self-worth. She had nothing. I envision her to be probably most naked, vulnerable, dried up, used goods, no self-worth, no self-esteem, no nothing. And she had to resort to getting up on that block, that auction block of slavery in order to exist. Could it be that perhaps a friend of Hosea's was in that town and happened to catch a glimpse of that woman, beaten up, tattered, forlorn, vulnerable, naked, nothing left. And as he left town, could he have imagined that kind of, sort of looks like Gomer. And when he went back to town, he said, Hey, Hosea, you would never believe what I saw, but, but I think it was your wife. I think it was that beautiful Gomer, but now she's just so dejected and vulnerable and empty. And she was up on the auction block, going to be sold as a slave. Can you imagine that beloved husband of hers, I'm sure his heart was breaking as he heard about that and as he thought, now she's feeling what I'm feeling. Completely alone, completely vulnerable, completely dejected. Now this is what God said to Hosea in Hosea chapter 3, 1 through 3. Hosea, go show your love to your wife again. Though she is loved by another and is an adulteress, love her as the Lord loves the Israelites, though they turn to other gods. Do you hear what God's telling Hosea to do? You love her so much, don't let her go. Go to that town, go find her, go seek, run to town after town after town until you find her. Don't let her go. Don't let your love for her fall to naught. Hosea went and searched for his beloved, the the partner for life that he had covenanted himself to. And as scripture says, Hosea says, I bought her, I bought her for 15 shekels of silver and about a homer and a lethic of barley. Now let me tell you that 15 shekels of silver is 30 pieces of silver. Does that ring a bell? 30 pieces of silver was the worth, the price for a slave. And you've got to know that in Matthew, I think it's Matthew 26, right before Judas betrayed Jesus Christ, Judas said, what are you willing to give me if I hand Jesus over to you? Judas said that to the high priest. And you know the answer. 30 pieces of silver. Hosea paid a slave's price. 30 pieces of silver. uh, What does it translate to? I think about 14 bushels, 13 bushels of barley. Hmm. Well, Hosea 14, 1 and 2. 
God says, return, O Israel, to the Lord your God. Your sins have been your downfall. Take words with you. In other words, be ready to confess your sins. Be ready to acknowledge the ways in which you've messed up, the ways in which you've gone astray. Return to the Lord. The ways of the Lord are right. The righteous walk in them, but the rebellious stumble in them. All right, so let's, in our soap opera reality show, let Gomer and Hosea fade out, and let's fast forward to us, because we are in this story. We, you, and I have wandered far away from God. We choose to do our own thing, and we worship all of these little g-gods, all of the things that we put as priority instead of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We have been unfaithful. Jesus said and says continually to us, I'm going to come after you. I will seek you and I will find you. I will, I will pour out my life for you. We are on that auction block. Most often, we are choosing to do our own thing and we get to the place where we don't have anything left. We have given ourselves away. We have prioritized everything but our Lord and Savior. And Jesus comes to us, just like Hosea went to Homer and he says, You are my beloved I want to be in relationship with you. I want you to be my beloved. I want to have this communion with you. And then he goes on to remind us, I shed my blood for you so that you could have victory over sin and death. You don't have to sell yourself or even in modern day language, we don't have to prostitute ourselves to all these other things that are taking our attention that are, are, we are prioritizing in our life. Jesus said, I've already paid it all. I've bought you with my blood. I've paid the price. Will you live a life of redemption? Will you le- live that redeemed, free life? Where have you gone astray? I've wandered a lot. And Jesus reminded me this week that his love casts out all fear. His love covers any fear and sin and doubt, anything that I have going on in my life. And he's here through me, a humble servant today, telling you the same thing. He's saying, I love you. I am with you. I am God with us, Emmanuel. Love came down at Christmas and we are reminded through the gospel story of John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish 
but will have everlasting life because God didn't send him into the world to condemn the world, but that God, the world, would be saved through God. I'm going to call Kevin up because he's going to help us process this a little bit. How have you wandered? How have you gone astray? How have you prostituted yourself? And what is God saying to you this morning? I have a sense he's saying to you and to me, come, come, the price is already paid. You don't have to get up on that slave block. You don't have to get up on that auction block. You don't have to work so hard. I've poured out my life for you.